Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Danny West of Hogsports.com. Danny, you with us. What's going on, man? Yes, sir. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much, man. Not too much. You've probably been a pretty busy individual over the past few days with all this nonsensical transfer portal stuff going on. Yeah, uh, you know, I would say not as busy as as Trey and Andrew and Curtis on our team. They kind of, you know, they lead the way on that stuff. But, yeah, you know, it's been quite a busy week on the message boards, as as you probably know. I jumped on that Twitter spaces last night, John. I saw you on there, and I said, hey, I'll give this a listen and a few others. And next thing I know, I'm wrangling up kids, trying to get kids out of the bath and get them to bed. And somebody made me a speaker. I didn't have crap to say to anybody, man. I just wanted to listen to y'all, so I apologize if I was uh, lacking no, uh, insight last dude, night. Dude, dude, it was just the definition of a dumpster fire in there where there were people just yelling at him. And that's why I felt bad because the guy that was leading, he's like, hey, what, Danny's in here. Let's get him in there. I was like, I don't think Danny wants to get in on this. Yeah, but yeah. I, I jumped on to hear what my buddy Mark had to say and uh, suddenly had the spotlight on me. But I'll do better next time. I, I like those things. That was my first one. It was fun to hear y'all talk about it. Yeah, it was pretty wild for sure. And just to kind of give us a little bit of insight, man, like what what do you make of Greg Brooks, Joe Fouché, specifically those two entering the transfer portal? Because, you know, those are guys that got a lot of playing time, made a lot of plays for the Razorback defense this year, and it was a little surprising to see them go into the transfer portal. Especially Joe, you know. Uh, you know, I heard earlier in the week talk to somebody that said, I think Joe and Brooks both are going to go, and I've – you know, that, that kind of floored me at first, but then I thought, well, that means Joe is going to go try to make some money somewhere, you know, in the in the NFL. And as it turned out, he's going to the transfer portal. I said, what? I mean, it's two years in a row now that you've kind of seen a fan favorite. Mike Woods, of course, last year. Everybody loved Mike. He, you know, he made a couple mistakes here and there. Everybody still loved him, brought him back, and and uh, he was a, a really popular, a popular, popular guy here before he went to Oklahoma. And then this year, Joe Fouché, Greg Brooks, probably not quite as beloved, in, in my opinion, but those two kind of surprised me, to be honest. But that's the new norm. It's what I've told people throughout the week. We may not like it, but it's not going away, so we better better get used to it. And if if I view it from a program standpoint, I think you have to embrace it. It's easy to sit back and say, oh, I hate this. And if you're a fan, you've got the right to say, I hate it. I don't want to see it anymore, so I'm not going to watch the games. That's Every fan has that right. But if you're a program trying to keep up with everybody around the SEC, you better embrace it. So uh, we'll see where they go from here. I'm more curious about how they replace these dudes, right? I mean, it's one thing to sit around and, and gripe and moan about, well, we're losing this guy and everything's the sky is falling. Well, you still got to go replace them because that season's going to roll around eventually and you're going to have to answer for it. So I'm more curious now to see what they do in the transfer portal, incoming guys, and uh, I'm just kind of ready to close the book on whoever's leaving. I say get them all out there today. If you want out, get out. But uh, <laughs> it's time to move on, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's the unknown with the transfer portal. We don't know what direction Arkansas will go with that. But as far as incoming players and recruiting, what's that looking like right now? Everything's uh, holding steady. You know, they've got some uh, big official visitors, speaking of transfers, coming in next week. Uh, Jackson Player is a defensive lineman from Tulsa University. Had a really productive career there. And like I've told everybody, you know, he's uh, when Sam Pittman looks at, at incoming transfers, I said this on drive time yesterday, so sorry for repeating, but 
when he looks at a, a potential incoming transfer, he, he wants either a big body, especially on the line of scrimmage, or a big body of work. Now, this guy, Jackson Player, is only about six foot two ninety, not a prototypical huge mountain of a man on, in the SEC, but he's got a huge body of work, super productive, uh, 30 and a half tackles for loss over the last three years. So maybe a guy that can fill a void there. You know, you're competing against Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Baylor for this guy, but he has already set his official visit for next Friday. And then next Saturday, over the next three Saturdays, beginning next weekend, you've got a whole bunch of prospect days is what we're calling them. Some people call them junior days. We're going with prospect days because some of the guys who are coming to these are sophomores, so it's kind of impossible to call them strictly junior days at this point. But semantics, but to answer your question, Joe, I think they're in a really good spot for this 2023 start that they're off to. They're, you know, top 10 in the country so far. A long way to finish there, but they're off to a really good start, and I think they're on the verge of picking up a few more here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Danny, speak a little bit more, if you will, to the specific position that Arkansas is in. And, and, and what I mean by that is, so say Brooks and Joe go to a little bit bigger of programs or schools like that, and you're talking about this Jackson player kid. He's from Tulsa. So is Arkansas the intermediate option? Are they going to get the guys that have performed well at, like, Tulsa, La Tech, and, and some of the smaller schools? I mean, you, you know the level of play uh, better than most do. Do you think that they're going to be getting those guys, and so that's who they need to focus on, just like Mus did with the with the basketball team? And how do you insulate your own team from sure. letting? I mean, if you can do that at all. Yeah, as far as trying to protect and keep your guys and retaining guys here, I think NIL is going to be a great opportunity to do that, and that's why I think you know Arkansas is probably off to a little bit of a slower start. I know people don't want to hear that, but. Uh, you can read the headlines. You look around you and see some of the figures being thrown out right now. It, it, real quick, you can get left behind. So I mm -hmm. do think they – and it's not the University of Arkansas. I want to make that clear. I think they have established every passageway that, that they possibly can within the rules. They're doing their best to invite businesses and donors to, to um, you know, access their student-athletes, which is great. That should be expected, and that's what they've done. So now it's up to people that – or in position to make those moves. If they decide it means enough to them and they want to make a difference, then they've got that right. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's how you would go about trying to retain some of these guys, in my opinion. And your first question, Nathan, was? So, yeah, how, how, do you think that they're kind of the intermediate where they need to oh, be yeah, looking yeah. at yeah. those lower schools? And, and, and not just that, I think. Um, do you think that this gives the boosters – and entrepreneurs or philanthropists or whatever you want to call them, do you think that gives them more leverage, or do they still have to go through the school and kind of link up between those two and be a third party? Yeah, yeah, that's the right way to do it, and that's the way it's it's expected to be done. So uh, you're exactly right on that second part there. On your first one, I think it's easy to say, well, Arkansas is going to be cherry-picked by mm -hmm. LSU right, and Oklahoma right. and these type of schools. Therefore, you've got to cherry-pick from other smaller <laughs> right. schools. Vicious cycle. It, sure. But at the same time, you look at guys like Jaden Hazelwood coming in from mm -hmm. Oklahoma, 
And, uh, a lot of it's situational know, as well. That's right. That's right. Landon Jackson, of course, a, a guy that had history with Arkansas, a lot of family here. He came up here 12 times or so as a recruit mm-hmm. just a year ago even. So you're going to have cases like that. I do think there's something to be said for a guy like John Ridgway who came out of nowhere. He mm-hmm. had a really good career up there at Illinois State. Arkansas happened to get on him really early beat everybody to the punch and then here came texas and usc and all these mm-hmm. other big schools trying to say hey y'all found one let us get in on it <laughs> and luckily for arkansas john's the type of guy that appreciated them being first so that one worked out so i to answer your question i'm not sure there is a clear answer so it's going to work both ways well danny another transfer that we got to ask about just is malik hornsby which he's he's getting into the portal amount and it was kind of a weird yeah. thing because he says in the morning i'm going to announce that they're going to get in the transfer portal like mr steve sullivan's asking he's like is it not a 24-hour thing i don't know but anyways he announces he's going into the portal which you know kj everyone's good on kj everyone loves kj he's the guy but what is the quarterback situation look now for sam Pittman? do they just stick with what they got currently on the roster or do they try to maybe go after another quarterback in the portal I think you've got to. I mean, here's what you got to keep in mind. They decided as a staff in this 2022 class to not sign a quarterback. Mm. So, I mean, you think about that, and I understand what they were trying to accomplish, I think, by by skipping a year, which hasn't been done here since 2011, I believe, so a decade, over a decade ago if you count by classes. But, you know, I think I get what they were trying to do in terms of if we skip one this year, maybe it helps our chances at getting a better one next year. And we talk about Avery Johnson, Jackson Arnold, Vic Sutton, really big-time quarterbacks that they're in on for the 23 class. And I, I do think that probably helps their case a little bit. But at this point, you're going through spring ball with two guys, two scholarship right. quarterbacks. That's a really tough spot to be in. So, you know, do you move Landon? Uh, back from tight end, Landon Rogers, of course. I think that's a move you probably have to make just to get through spring. And then, you know, the transfer portal, especially with Cade Renfro going down, uh, probably a guy that I would have expected to jump on scholarship mm. probably this year sometime. So, you know, with him being out, I think you do have to go access somebody else, and, and uh, we'll see what comes of that. But uh, so far as of today, I haven't heard any specific names at quarterback. Who so Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, yeah, so much movement and speculation. Then you start having players that will address these rumors. Ladarius Bishop, one of them, he says, I'm forever locked in as a Razorback. Nothing nothing is going to change that. Stop the rumors. Woo pig. That's what you want to hear, right? I mean, there's a – well, it's been a crazy week in the rumor mill. But, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate when players do that. And, you know, instead of – they read everything, man. They know all the rumors that are going on. So – They've got a choice to make. I can either put out the fire and get ahead of this thing, or I can come out and be transparent with the people that support me. So I appreciated Day Day doing that. Yeah, that that was the thing too, where it just seems like that's what people want. That's what fans just want. Yeah, they want to hear something, right. and so when they can't hear something, that's when all this speculation starts <laughs> happening. And like, because yesterday <laughs> the big thing was was about, oh, well, they hate Sam Carter, and Sam Carter is a, a terrible guy, and he does all these things. It's like. That's that's kind of frustrating about it all, Danny, is like there's reasons behind it, but when people don't get their reasons that they need to hear, they'll just make them up, and then you start rumors, and then you start having responses. It's just a snowball effect. Yeah, and, you know, there's always going to be one guy that they go after. It's going to be somebody's fault. And, hey, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there aren't people that dislike him. That's college football. You don't have a 100% success rate. It is very much a a case of – 
well, it depends on who you ask sort of thing, right? But, yeah, for the most part, I think it's it's been clear that Catalan came out on Instagram last night and kind of put some of that stuff to bed on Carter. So, you know, uh, we live in a in a day now where players are readily available through Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you can just get on there and find out that wasn't always the case when we were growing up, was it? Not at all. What, for for everybody listening, all the hog fans out there, who give me the top Arkansas commit that is an in-state guy that we need to be excited about for this year's class or next year or Th- this year? What yeah, would that be? The twenty twenty two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it would have to. Oh boy, I'm gonna make somebody mad here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got the ranking beside him, too, so it's the easy out for me. But Isaiah Satania, I mean, uh, nothing against Andrew Chambly, who I think is going to have a fantastic year. As and an that's the Ma- Maumel kid? That's correct, yep. yes, sir. But uh, they've signed some really good ones. Amarion Harris out of uh, Joe T. Robinson mm-hmm. right up there, too. Those guys are going to play a long time. But, um, you know, it's easy, especially because Isaiah plays a position – that is, um, you know, it's easier to come in as a true freshman and Exposure, contribute right, right. away. Mm-hmm. And they have a need there next year in the slot. So after losing Burks, of course, and mm-hmm. they've got some pieces at wide receiver that I, I think they can have a pretty good group. But some of these young guys are going to have to play. Of course, we talked about Hazelwood. You would anticipate he's going to come in and probably start for mm-hmm. you. I think it'd be a disappointment if he didn't. But Isaiah's got a real shot. And Sam Bakke, uh both of those guys are down at the All-American game this week and have, have really showed out. So that's what you'd like to see, a couple of wide receivers come in and, and help right away. And they're two totally different players, too. That's why I like these guys. Isaiah, of course, not very big, about 5'11", 175, maybe, soaking wet. But, man, he can run. And then you kind of got the the uh, size factor with Bakke, 6'3", about 200 pounds, really, really athletic kid. So, uh, yeah, they they did a good spot at that position, but to answer your question, I'd have to go with uh, Isaiah. Excellent, uh, Danny. I know that we're still seeing this ever evolving evolution of a roster, where you know there may be some guys that get added in, there may be guys transfer out. Hopefully, that's not the case, but still ever evolving. But is there realistically, just looking at it realistically, knowing the schedule next year, knowing who is coming back and who's going to be a part of this team and all that. <laughs> here it comes. Is, is, here it comes. Here you go. I'm going to set you up, man, because everyone's yeah. going to remember what you say in January. But <laughs> is right. there is there a realistic chance, though, that this team can be just as good, if not better, than 8-4 next year? Better than 8-4? and four? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. you're not playing Georgia. you got South Carolina. I know that that's non- a big – That's a, at home, non-conference. Non- well, non- yeah, let's do it. it. We'll talk about some that I think you ought to win next year. Cincinnati losing a ton, by the way. I know Cincinnati's built a mighty fine program, but have you seen what they're losing? Yeah. And they've got to come in here. Which it's one? Be a tough game. Which one of those non-conferences? BYU should be the toughest. BYU's BYU. It's at BYU. Yeah, yes. yeah, in Provo. Ooh, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. So go through it, so, Danny. All right, you start with Cincy. I think you ought to win that. Uh, yeah. Carolina, uh, another program kind of similar to Arkansas on the on the uptick right now. You ought to win that. That's at home. And then you uh, is it next week you get Bobby Petrino? That's right. That's right. You ought to beat him. Yeah. So you ought to start three and zero going into Arlington down there. That's going to be a toss up. I would I would tend to think that goes A and M's way. Alabama, of course, different world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it's, 
I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's highly, highly yeah. unlikely. And they played them Bayville. great this year. They did, but it's still Bama, you know. So I've got you at three wins getting into October at Mississippi State. Boy, that's a key game right there. They should outlaw just, those Cowboys. Let, let's find a couple more wins here. <laughs> you got Liberty. LSU comes up here. You never know what that what that game looks like. I'm not going to put a number on it yet, John, but I'm having a hard time finding eight wins there, bud. Yeah. Hard well, we, time. Well, but bowl game. Yeah, well, we could throw bowl the bowl game, game in five. there. Yeah. Six and six, yeah. Yeah, but well, I guess when let's, I was looking at it. Let's get to six. Yeah. Let's get to six first. Yeah, let's, let's try. <laughs> look, it's, to me, Danny, and again, this is probably yeah. just my – you know, ultimate fandom coming out. But it's like, I think Arkansas can win all their non-conference games. I'm not saying they're going to be easy, but I feel like they sure. easily could do that. I think they could beat South Carolina. I think that the A&M and Alabama games, I'm going to give those L's just because a okay. and stacked with talent and, okay. and Alabama's Bama. Okay. You can beat yeah. Mississippi State on the road because you've beaten them twice already. I'm not saying you will, but I'm saying you can. It's not unrealistic sure. Sure. that you win those games. I, at Auburn, I thought this would be the year you finally mm. beat them, but you don't. And who knows? Maybe the officials will come and help them out again down and in Auburn. And they've got so. who playing? Uh, Zach Calzada. The A&M Yeah, transfer. so he, he's transferring in. Okay. And so then, you really got like five kind of coin toss type games, right? Yeah, that I mean, seems like the case about, for Arkansas every year. Pretty much. But right, the coin right. toss games this year went Pretty well for yes, Arkansas. Yeah, they yeah. Did. The only one that didn't go was Auburn and Ole Miss. And, you know, Ole Miss, I mean, you're two points. I was at that away. Auburn game and that uh that strip sack fumble in the Yeah, it was the, the it was that, that, that five it, minute man. period that was was, was brutal. But my point is though, Danny, is like, you know, Ole Miss I think is gonna take significant steps back. I think uh Missouri's still gonna kinda be Missouri. I think yep. getting to eight and four is not impossible, but getting no, better than so. eight and four is okay. still gonna be you're gonna need things to go your way. Yeah, need a lot to go your way. Got to hit that transfer portal, man. I will feel a lot better about mm. this if they go out and find at least one more interior defensive lineman. Get you another linebacker to go along with Bumper if mm-hmm. possible. You know, it, don't just take one to take one, but you mm-hmm. understand what I mean. Go get a a, a guy who's going to contribute. And now, man, I think you kind of need a another safety, maybe a corner. Mm. You lose Buster Brown, that's a significant blow. So probably, I don't know, if, Four more transfers on the defensive side. If they're the right guys, I'll I'll start to feel pretty good about them. Yeah, it, that, that Under Armour game that you mentioned. Um, were there any yeah. players in there that are undecided that are considering Arkansas? We were asked about one of the top defensive linemen yeah. yesterday that was in that game, and he's undecided. And that was one of the questions that they had: is you know, does he have any interest in sure. Arkansas? Yeah, I wish I could tell you yes and to tune in to see a, a possible commitment, but no, uh, not that I'm aware of. I still want everybody to tune in and watch their future Razorbacks, <laughs> of course. You've got Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Satania. You've got Sam Bakke, both at wide receiver. you got Andrew Chambly playing in that game, as well as your long snapper. Very important position there, so don't overlook that. Eli Stein's going to be playing in the game. So four guys, man, that I would have to go back and look, but I can't recall covering a, a mm-hmm. class that had four playing in that game. That's a significant number, in my opinion. I think that correlates with the conversation we just had, just kind of plotting out their, their schedule next season. Is it seven? Is it eight? Is it, How many mm-hmm. wins are they going to get? I think the overall theme of what you can kind of put a name on that is it's nice that the expectations have been raised. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and another thing, too, and uh, we can end it on this one, Danny. The one thing that Arkansas guys going for them that every college football team has to have if they want to be good is having a strong, experienced, talented quarterback. And at least That's Arkansas right. has that with K.J. Jefferson. 
they've got something to build around. Finally at that position. Yeah, yeah, it's been too hey, long. Happy birthday to my wife, guys. I got to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Miss West. What's her name? Put it out there, Dan. Ashley West. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Happy birthday, best Ashley. buddy. Yeah, happy birthday to Ashley West. We appreciate it, Danny. Have a great weekend, man. All right. Yes, sir. Y'all too. Appreciate you.